Bridgebury Correctional Facility, Massachusetts. Something is wrong. Lying awake in her bunk in cell block B, she senses it, even before she hears or feels it. Later, looking back on this moment, something she will do every day for as long as she lives, she'll acknowledge this flash of prophecy that saved her life. She'll wish she could share the incredible story with the world. But she can't. This memory, like the others that will continue to haunt and inspire her, will be her secret. No one, other than Chaplain Gideon, of course, will ever know about the premonition that kept her from dying in her bed on a cold New England night. All around her, the others are sound asleep in their cells. They'll never know what hit them. For her, though, the awareness strikes out of nowhere, like one of her ferocious headaches. Yes, something is wrong. The perception is so strong, so earth-shattering, she'll wryly think later, with no one to appreciate the clever wordplay, that her eyes fly open and she braces herself for something terrible. She fully expects to find someone looming over her bed. It wouldn't be the first time. But it isn't that. It isn't about her at all. No, this is bigger, much bigger, rushing at her like a subway train, distant rumbling. The ground begins to shake. Instinctively, she dives off the bed and rolls beneath the steel frame just as the first chunk of mortar lands on the floor beside it. A bomb? No, that would be a single explosion, perhaps a series of them. This is an endless detonation. As the world crumbles all around her, she knows. She knows. It has come to pass, just as the Bible foretold in the book of Revelation. And there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake, and so great. Huddled in a fetal position, she stays under the bed as brick and concrete rain down, metal beams and iron bars groan and collapse, reducing the impenetrable fortress to rubble. The bunk is still standing, having been factory-welded into indestructibility to prevent it being dismantled and used as a weapon. She can hear the others' terrified screams in the face of God's fury, but she herself remains calm. Panic would trigger a flight response. Were she to budge from under the bed, she'd surely be crushed to death in an instant. Deep down, she knows she's meant to be spared. She won't die. Not here. Not now. At last, the shaking subsides. She opens her eyes to a stinging cloud of dust. She can hear wailing car alarms, sirens, moans and shrieks of the trapped and dying. Dust clogs her lungs so that she can barely breathe, but she's in one piece, alive. She feels her way out from under the bed, squirming through the debris until she's standing. The cell floor is cracked and littered with wreckage, and there, beside the bed that shielded her, is her precious dog-eared Bible. Trembling, she picks it up, clasps it to her chest. The dust has begun to settle, falling strangely cold and wet. She tilts her head back, and for the first time in years, sees the wide-open night sky, 
swirling with snowflakes.